you can imagine because this song in this song one thing was settled for sure for the entire experience of everyone within it everyone initiated by Prabhupada and so forth uh, until the time of his passing and that issue was who's in charge <laughs> and, uh, and, and what's the philosophy and the one go-to person with, for a final uh, opinion on that and that person was missing uh, if you will and um, and uh, what history has shown I, I believe is that, is that uh, uh, while Prabhupada commented that we could take guidance from Sridhar Maharaj when asked if there was anyone we could take guidance from in his absence. Um, I don't think he intended it for Sridhar Maharaj to be the successor or it's, it, it, it would be making more out of it than what he said, but but um, you know, somehow he was moved uh, to, to make that comment and, and, and it's not a comment that uh, he hadn't made previously. Uh, he many times referred to the competence, spiritual competence of Pujapad Sridharmaraj, referred to him as his own Siksha Guru on occasion. Um, and uh, if you look at the, the entire balance of the things that he said about them, they, they are uh, leaning very uh, strongly in the direction of his uh, strong sense that if his students could hear from an associate with Sridharmaraj, they, they're... they're they would be um, uh, they would be good for them it was desirable in support certain circumstances uh, didn't allow for it and it, so at times he, he drew back from it but again if you study the entirety of what he said in letters and conversations so it was quite apparent that he felt that Shidamarsh was a competent person to give guidance and that proved to be true hmm? But, um, and so I think that history shows that although probably didn't intend it, um, that after his departure, Pujapashima did become the most prominent person in, uh, a, a spiritually uh, capable person for guiding uh, the disciples of Prabhupada and his movement in a philosophical way. He didn't want to guide it in the managerial uh, sense. Um, neither was that his uh, forte um, but um, to give philosophical uh, guidance and, and uh, spiritual association hmm? so uh, unfortunately as you know that was not uh, understood that well by many of the leaders at the time and things that he said were taken out of context and misconstrued and and um, those trying to uh, kind of walk in the shoes of Prabhupada as, as successors um, prove themselves to be uh, in need really of some uh, further guidance, assistance, some support uh, and um, uh, unfortunately, uh, they, as a body, leadership at a certain point in 1982, decided that, uh, that hearing from Sri Ramesh was was not a good idea. I think that's proven to be um, mistaken 
position that they took. Um, uh, and persons who felt otherwise were expected not to remain within uh, ISKCON if they wanted to take guidance from Sridhar Marsh. So, in effect, the governing body of ISKCON decided that taking philosophical advice from Sridhar Marsh was not in the interest of Prophet's disciples, which was clearly um, in opposition to what Prophet himself had, had said. And they militated against that in such a way that those, as I say, who wanted to, were expected to uh, to, to to leave the uh, leave the society. They made a resolution to that effect, um, uh, without mentioning his name, but uh, seeking to take Siksha outside of Iskon. They have to live up outside of Iskon. Uh, I think it would have been much uh, wiser and uh, generous and appropriate, spiritually correct for them to have said that we feel that despite the spiritual qualification of Puja Patrita Marj, management of ISKCON um, as, a, as a worldwide society would be better off um, without um, his uh, you know, insight and uh, those who feel otherwise amongst us we encourage uh, them to go then and, and uh, take the guidance of Sri Ramaraj and we hope them, wish them the best and uh, we'll see over time what, what, what uh, which decision was best and we're open to of course to uh, adjusting our stance if uh, it's uh, Proven to be that our present stance was, was not the wisest. I think that would have been a uh, a, a good way to, to deal with the situation, given their thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but that's not what happened, and and so in 1982, when they passed a, a, an edict that Shri Maharaj could not be. Um, his association can be taken advantage of by members of the society. Then uh, some members left, and that book, shortly thereafter, was was published. Um, so these were very turbulent times, and uh, it, it's, it's not that the leadership of this fared that well um, by any stretch of the imagination. They, they, the original uh, successors at the time, many of them have. Uh, have since that time left uh, uh, mission and uh, and um, so on they've gone together and patched together in their own way in their own thinking uh, and so forth but uh, the book Sri Gurdjieff's Grace contains conversations during those period that, 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 that period um, and we we find they're the very heartening and deeply insightful um, poetic and profound and spiritually uh, supported uh, and well uh, grounded uh, insights of Sridhar Maharaj that make sometimes kind of sometimes lose sight of the questions even in his answers even while he's answering them them very definitively but he's taking us somewhere else uh, beyond them so to speak Hmm? Um, so, 
for myself personally, which is what you're asking about, um, it uh, uh, I um, had divorced myself from any kind of um, uh, affiliation with any particular temple or, or zone or management, and I had acquired a van and a one or two brahmacharis and I just traveled around and, and um, visited the temples as I would do and, and circulated the literature and, and I would do classes and of course wherever I went at the time in North America the uh, leaders of the temple the only subject was was like the Bhagavatam class and the program was kind of like the Muzak but what was really happening was what's happening was the question with the leadership and we were the constant questions and stories of, of um, examples that were so different from the example of the leadership of Prabhupada um, and, and, and attempts to sort out issues philosophically on Guru Tattva uh, and so on um, and and at the time I but wherever I went, this is what was was the was the uh, just constant uh, buzz, if you will. So I began to uh, advise upon being asked that you, you all, I'm you know I'm traveling, so I'm hearing this is going on here. It's thinking like this here. It's uh, you all have leadership in the different temples that common experiences. You should get together as a group and share your experiences and then as a group um, as a body of influence within ISKCON as the this was in North America the temple presidents as they were called or the North American temples um, get together and present to the uh, GDC body the governing body commission that um, you are not feeling Nourished, and the um, uh, issues has to be uh, confronted, really, and, and dealt with, and and uh, you just speak your voice. What was my uh, advice? And um, it was just at that time. I think it was 1984, and that a god brother of mine. That book had been published, Sri Guru's Grace Advice, with some devotees who had left with the 1982 edict that those who wanted to hear from had to be out of the society, had to leave the ISKCON, um, because they had been going, these are individuals, and they had developed an attachment and affinity for, for uh, Pujapati Ramarsh, and they understood that his company, his Siksha, was something of eternal value and it was something that their guru, Prabhupada, had, had even recommended. And the mandate that they should not, could not hear from him was contradictory to what Prabhupada said and neither did it, um, was it supportable by anything other than uh, material calculations, hmm? relative calculations. And so, uh, with his permission, they began to take the talks and transcribe them and turn them into books. And so it was quite artfully done 
and very much as I began tonight, uh, plugged into the time and the circumstances, the questions that were asked and answers, and, and they drew from a large uh, body of uh, talks. Put together the the uh, the answers. Hmm? So, artful editing, um, and and it was focused. I mean, the editors had a, a a point that they wanted to make. They understood um, something about Guru Tattva from Pujapatrida Marsh that these kind of leaders did not understand, and they were presenting a concerted uh, uh, explanation, dynamic and living as it was, from Pujapachudamarsh, of the nature of, of Guru Tattva, and, uh, and it dealt with issues of Siksha, Diksha, succession, um, uh, so on and so forth, all the, all the topics, subtitles are there in the book, so they, they knew what they were doing. Hmm? Hmm? And it was, was very focused for the time and uh, with permission of Pujapachimara to draw that information together and edit it in such a way that it really, really resonated, had the power to resonate with the times and with those who were feeling that that, um, that something was uh, sorely uh, missing. And um, and that, in particular, a clear, philosophically um, uh, grounded, dynamic understanding of, of Guru Tattva. I mean, we were faced with issues of proper disappearance that just never arose in his presence. What's a Siksha Guru? What's a, we, we knew what they were theoretically, but how they apply that practically, and so on and so forth. Um, and of course, Pujapachita Marsh had been in Nogodiyamath, and it had had some, there was some similarity in the history of um, the passing of its founder, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsri Thakur Niskan's uh, founder, Chaudhya Prabhupada, passing away, and some of the thinking that came up, how to, how to proceed with the succession, and so on and so forth. He was familiar with that, and so on. Um, and very much, uh, he, he was a well-wisher of the society wanted nothing more than to see it go on strongly all over the world and take over the world, basically. So he was only there to support and only there because he'd been asked to. It's been suggested by Prabhupada and asked for it by Prabhupada's disciples. So he took it as a service. Um, and there was, there's, there was, there was obviously no, no motive in him, he was very, very old at the time, and probably about eighty percent blind, and and um, uh, to think that he had some ulterior motive to take over Iskand, capture all the fame of being uh, take it away from Prabhupada would would if that was the case, you'd think this this can't work if somebody's a sannyasi all these years and he's just about passed away, and this is what he's preoccupied with. And of course, he, he wasn't. Whereas, uh, un- unfortunately, the leaders of Islam were not as spiritually advanced, and there was room for there to be, for material considerations to, to come in and take precedence, and, 
and to be and for them to be thought of as spiritual with the best of intentions. Um, and so forth. So anyway, all these things are artfully addressed in the book. And so I, in my travels, one of my godbrothers brought me a copy of the book, and I knew some of the devotees who had left um, a couple of years earlier, and I had heard they had published some books. Of course, they didn't have much of a uh, facility to make them available. There was no internet, if you can believe that there was a life without internet at the time. And um, there were just a few a few, uh, a few devotees. Um, Iskand was a very large uh, society and very um, all the temples were at that time so fully populated by prophets, disciples and, and the uh, first generation of, of uh, uh, disciples after his passing and so forth. The temples were quite a bit more uh, uh, vibrant in a way and, and, and despite the confusion they were still carrying on with the momentum that was created by Prabhupada for his reading books and kirtans and so on and so forth. Um, so uh, I didn't read if, if a, a devotee uh, handed me the book and it was a devotee that I'd known for many years and who, who was philosophically inclined at times would ask me questions and I could always give him good answers. And I was pretty good at giving good philosophical answers uh, overall, which is what a service that Prabhupada called on me to do by giving me sannyas. And he asked me to do that in particular to preach to devotees uh, uh, on one occasion. And... Um, and so when he handed me the book, I thought, hmm, you know, this is the topic. We know the problem. And then there's the Sridhar Marsh issue, which the GBC has ruled on, hmm, which I didn't, like, look into further to examine, but I had drawn back, nonetheless, from uh, a kind of a holding pattern. Hmm? And um, so when the book was given to me, my thought was, I should read this. The leaders have determined that there's something wrong with the Sikh Shredar Marsh. And so let me trust that he's probably a, a, a elevated soul, but there's something, something philosophically wrong there. This is the conclusion that they, they say that they've, they've, they've come to. Hmm? let me find out what it is and then I will be able to answer on this topic in a definitive um, manner as I was accustomed to do on other other subjects hmm? and uh, I also thought that hmm, you know these persons who have left they have been criticized and ridiculed and and um, you have to kind of t- try to enter into this situation. It was very powerful. The leadership, despite its defects, was still very powerful. They had the governing body, and some of the members of the governing body were initiating gurus, some were not. Those that were not started to gain some power and prominence when those who were proved to be less than, than ideal and qualified. Hmm? And, and so uh, uh, there was still reason to believe that these leaders were going to figure things out and they were gonna, uh, there was going to be some correction and so forth. Uh, 
Um, but it, when I got the book, I thought, well, I know that you know some of those devotees, and 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 I and I thought to myself, the theory is that they are wrong spiritually, and spiritually they've you know they've they've even offended Prabhupada. That was kind of the theory. Um, but he, but here they are publishing a book, so they must have some life. Is what I thought. How could they be defective? Are they publishing the books? And this was, was, was one of, I think, two books that they had published. So I had these thoughts, and with that, I, I, I took the book and I read the book. It was in uh, Chicago. And um, as I read the book, I began to uh, weep. Because uh, the 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 uh, words of Sridhar Marsh had such uh, power of uh, tattva, siddhanta, so authoritative, hmm? so well uh, supported, so uh, charmingly and poetically presented at the same time. And I could, I felt my feeling was, I've never been affected like this before from anyone other than Prabhupada himself. I've heard other good talks, and I respected other leaders. This is different. This, this, and so I I was about halfway through the book, and I thought that this is the Guru Parampara. The, the, what we what we found in Prabhupada, what I found in Prabhupada, that caused me to take shelter of him, I'm finding the same power of Guratattva in the person, Pujapatrida Marsh, and speaking on the topic of Guratattva just accentuated it that much more. So I, I be- actually began to weep reading the book, thinking that, feeling that 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 what has been lost. Hmm? In our estimation, and how, and the attempts to make up for it thus far that have, that have failed miserably hmm, is not lost, but lives on in the spiritual uh, uh, person, the spiritual, the person, the, the, the spirituality, the depth of spirituality, and deep insight. Uh, of, of, of Pujapatrida Marsh and and the attempts to make up for what was apparently lost uh, were um, were very few, uh, like futile and uh, almost uh, childish and like like trying to hold up a light to Make up for the sun and tripping over the cord <laughs> and getting electrocuted and, <laughs> and other things. And here the sun just came up and it's just not just over. It's yeah. an, 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 the, the, the lights had the lights and those attempts were so um, inadequate and uh, and really led only to, to greater darkness, hmm? um, shadows, and half truth is worse than no truth whatsoever kind of feeling 
that it was so powerful and so compelling that I thought and I and I, 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 I knew that here is the solution to the disappearance of Prabhupada. We call it Guru Parampara. Hmm? That is living the same thing as living in the in the person of Pujapachita was fully capable of of guiding us, even though his guidance would be different and, and that Prabhupada was kinda of hand on person signing checks and and uh, managing the movement while also writing and so forth. Sri Maharaj would obviously not be involved in anything like that, but just speaking about Krishna. Because Prabhupada often told us there's only one shortage in the world and in the mission, that's Krishna consciousness. That's the only shortage. So if you have a, a big installment of Krishna consciousness, you've got the solution. Hmm? It may come in a different package, hmm? Slightly different presentation, but it's the same subject, and it has the, the power to solve all the problems, to make all the problems disappear, and and appear as small, if at all, as they are. Hmm? So it was just so abundantly clear to me that I was ready immediately to go and tell everybody, here's the, the solution, right here. And so, um, I, that's what I tried to do. <laughs> but uh, it was not uh, so uh, warmly received. I had mentioned earlier that I had suggested to the devotees that they get together and, you know, discuss amongst one another. And um, that kind of communication uh, had, had begun. And they had a president's meeting in North America, and some of the presidents from Europe came and so forth and others may have been suggesting it also but besides myself I didn't know it at the time but Pujapad Sridhamarsh had suggested that the devotees should get together and say we're not being nourished honestly please and, and present that case um, so um, uh, some meetings had begun to take one had taken place and they had scheduled a second one it was in between the two but I read the book, so I turned to the leaders of the presidents, and uh, and and they said, no, "We don't want you to come within hundred thousand miles of the meeting because you are you know, contaminated by Shri Marsh, or at least the GBC will will look at it as such that the outside influence of Shri Marsh has seeped in insidiously to corrupt." the society and we'll be dismissed and so forth and, and I said but we had phones in those days hung up. there was no um, so I, I I realized this is this is my fate now I'm struck in this way so then I stuck struck out if you will on my own under the uh, with the blessing of Pujapachita Marsh to do it where still doing um, today and I think that time has shown that if anyone wants to look at it objectively that the advice of Sridhar Marsh was perfectly spiritually correct and uh, nourishing and uh, vital and uh, as I say I think it would have been best for them to have uh, come up with a let's see instead of the more militaristic uh, militant response of mandates, edicts, and 
rejecting people and not only rejecting them from the society, but then, what do they say, give a dog a bad name or something like that. That's not the right saying, but uh, they get they, they not only reject you, but then they give you a a, a, a bad reputation as well. It's quite a campaign against persons like myself that uh, who took shelter of freedom and left this kind of quite a strong campaign to keep the the walls of this con, you know from being porous and other people going out and, and they had good intentions but it was a common saying in English that the road to hell is paved with good intentions and if on that road that we would find Vaishnav Aparad to a superlative to Vaishnav like Buddha Pashiramaj then that is uh, certainly uh, Major problem, <coughs> and um, such that such as like a nuclear bomb that has radiation that spreads out everywhere for years afterwards, and it takes the form of misconceptions and hardening positions of, that are um, contrary to the Siddhanta. We see this kind of kind of things. It's very, very unfortunate. Um, but we are taught in the scriptures that there's one thing amongst all things to uh, be very um, militate against. Here's Vaishnava Aparad. And um, it was very, uh, it was a very, very offensive um, position taken towards Shri Martian things said and broadcast all over the, all over the world um, from the seats of esteem and so forth as to how um, he had evil intentions and, and so forth. Um, you know, it's like the mind who steals from the bank and tells the people someone just robbed the bank. Hmm? That's how the mind it works. You know, the problem's over there. So they found that they tried to put the problem outside and the problem was inside. That's my stand. So... So the book was very compelling. You know, I'm just, yeah, so I give the circumstances. It's hard to um, enter there from your position. But to some extent, I, I tried to uh, give some background to why I would be so um, impacted. Someone could read today as Mashiach Marshall's great devotee. That was a great insight. It wouldn't have exactly the same impact uh, as the time in which it was spoken it was like the uh, you know, the ambulance in the middle of the, the, the crash uh, life saving solution when I uh, did then find myself um, persona non grata I contacted the devotees who had published the book and they chuckled and said, well, if, if Prabhupada called me the incarnation of book distribution, they said, if our book is approved by the incarnation of book distribution, it must be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to chuckle over that. <laughs> and then we strategized a little how to proceed. Hmm. So we thought it would be just a matter of 
month, days, or months before I even realized it. What is the solution? It's so obvious. It, was, but it didn't happen like that, obviously. But, you know, this is the uh, way in which the divine um, light of Gaudiya Vaishnavism moves in the world. Um, it may bounce, land here and bounce over there and, and keep up with it. It requires a keen interest in the, in the subject matter. Keep up with it and follow it and, um, and be ready to, to change as needed. If now Krishna says, come here, and you go there, and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm over here now. You can't say, well, you said to come here, now you're all the way over there. Let's go over there. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a very useful book. Mm. And it's also, I've seen other uh, books by other, uh, published by other lineages, also Gaudiya lineages about Guru Tattva that are definitive and uh, on the subject of Guru and cite the scriptures and so forth. But they, what I've seen, they lack the kind of sense of spiritual um, urgency that's found in the voice of Pujapada Sri and uh, published in, in Sri Guru's Grace. Spiritual urgency that's very um, compelling and uh, uh, while it's philosophically well supported, it has that also um, very, just a very compelling um, um, sensibility, rather than rather than being more academic, if you will, that uh, corresponds with, um, with the time. In circumstance, but also with the very nature of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism as it was um, spread, circulated by the Bhakti Vedanta Party Bar. There was always a sense of urgency. We, we certainly find it in the writings of Bhakti Siddhanta and Bhakti Vinod, and in the person of, of my Guru Maharaj, was obviously he was very, he had a very compelling. Um, presentation. It was so compelling, and his person was so compelling, that it, it lacked, in some respects, academically. Crossing the T's and dotting the I's were, uh, and it was, was, was not always done in his writing, but it was so much made up for by the compelling um, nature of it, the spirit behind it. To become, become Krishna conscious now is like a fire burning. Hmm? The house was on fire, kind of, uh, and or or the gates of opportunity had opened that uh, walk through now while, while they're open um, uh, was how he was uh, uh, driven, mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's characteristic uh, I find of our um, lineage, which has then had such good results in circulation and. And here we are in a distant place from 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 Abhidweep, the birthplace of Gaudi Vaishnavas, and that we're conducting ourselves just like we do there. Hmm. Um, and that's because of that kind of compelling presentation, which uh, driving the uh, 
the Bhakti Vinod Paribhan. Shri Guru's Grace, Kujan. Anything else? Well, what happened was, I guess that was uh, sometime mid-1984, and um, I um, met, as I say, with the devotees who were involved, and trying to figure out what, where, how to proceed from there, and I was going to go to, to Namadweep, I think in the Kartik, as well as my memory serves me, of 1984, but um, something happened in, in, in San Francisco where I was, which um, was just north of where the in San Jose, where the devotees had published these books. It seemed like it was um, uh, would be. Uh, Helpful for um, proceeding, and and so I, I did some preaching there in uh, in San Francisco, and then I think it was it would have been a, a gore premiere of the 1985s. It was probably like August, September. Or something when I read the book, and then maybe like February of, of '84, August, September, and February of '85. And I, what I did in the meantime, um, in conjunction with the devotees, I was trying to. Uh, there were other sannyasis. Parmaviti Marsh was was one of them. Others um, were, were they were all trying to do something. We were trying to do something separately from ISKCON and loosely cooperate with one another and so forth and establish a sense of you know, presence and, and uh, facilitate uh, other devotees coming in the, in, 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 the, in the direction of Pujapad Sri Ramarsh. And so establishing a base in San Francisco, I did while listening to all the talks of Sri Ramarsh. He had like 200 recorded talks that the books were being made from, so I was doing all the talks. And I would listen to them every day. I established a little center in San Francisco. And then these were the times for going Kartik to India and Gorpuni, typically. And so I believe it was in uh, Gorpuni in time, like February and March of uh, 1985. If my memory serves me well. Swam? Was it you who swam across the Ganges? That was another time, yeah. After I uh, had gone um, met Shudra Marsh and so forth, I, I, I came back, um, I think mean, it would have been 1985 in May, when nobody's in India, it's the hottest time, hmm, practically. Um, but I had time, so I wanted to spend time with Shudra Marsh. I was the only Western person there it was quite quiet at the mouth. That's where I first read the uh, Bon Marge's edition of the first four chapters of the Bhagavad Sindhu and studied it. And which Pachita Marge was there. And, and every day I swam across the Ganges and back. I got a ear infection <laughs> also from that. 
retreat for that. That was my daily when I swam across the Ganges. And that was quite a lot of current there too, so you had to start here and then you had to move and then you had to walk up here and then start and end up at the mops and finish <laughs> bag. Um, but I stayed there for maybe a little more than a month and uh much encouraging me to go start up to start a mission and so forth, which I had done and how to conduct myself in that and gave me advice. I asked some questions on Bhakti Rasamita Sindhu and so forth. And so and then I used to go in our Kartik and Gorpuni thereafter pretty much until he um, until passed on three years later. In the established center in San Francisco at the time. I began writing in the uh, magazine called Clarion Call it was called. It was an English phrase that Bhakti Siddhanta used to refer to the, the uh, conclusion of the Gita, the great clarion call of the Gita. So, anyway, it was an interesting time. What else? Yeah, you mentioned that, I can't remember the word, but that there must have been some life or strength or authenticity for them to publish a book, which I appreciate. If the opposite is that they joined something that had no life and they would just fade out and talk about publishing a book. But, I mean, the new Nazis write book. Anybody it just takes to be convinced about something. Yeah, that's true. I realize that. Anybody could write a book, be convinced about anything. But I, I knew these devotees. And so, you know, there wasn't, there was, you know, it was a Gaudiya Vaishnava book, and it was the words of Pujapashita Maharaj, who probably told us, you know, we're good. So, you know, there was reason to believe that, that they, if, 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 if they had published a Gaudiya Vaishnava book, it would be worth reading. I still thought, well, maybe there'd be something wrong with it. I'll find out what's wrong with it, and I'll know. Some, some small point. You know, so, I used to say it's like a razor's edge. You could be just a little bit wrong, and the whole thing would be off. You know, so, mm-hmm. but there wasn't any, any, any hard any flaw. There. there was no flaw in the book. Just, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Bhakti Raksakshidari Vasai Maharaj Kijai. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Kijai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sastatapa Prabhupada Kijai. Bhakti Vinod Paribar Kijai. Raju Gopal Kijai. Madhuban Kijai. Kur Bhakti Vrinda Kijai. Oh, Premananda. Bhakti Kalpatru Vaschak